Welcome to Concafe for this 14th day of February, year of our Lord, 2024. Happy Valentine's Day to you. I pray this finds you blessed, happy, and knowing that God loves you. I love you, and I thank God for you. And I'm so thankful that you've come along on this Bible adventure called Concafe, Consecrated Coffee. And we're looking at Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 through 17 in the, surprise, surprise, the message version of the Bible. And we're going to start with verse 8. Only if you're ready to get into God's Word. Now, if you don't have your favorite Bible there, push pause, run, get the Bible. Some of you will have to dust it off, get it off the coffee table in the living room, and bring it in. And when you're ready, I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Verse 8. Then God spoke to Noah and his sons. I'm setting up my covenant with you, including your children who will come after you along with everything alive around you, birds, farm animals, wild animals that came out of the ship with you. I'm setting up my covenant with you that never again will everything living be destroyed by floodwaters. No, never again will a flood destroy the earth. God continued, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and everything living around you and everyone living after you. I'm putting my rainbow in the clouds, a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. From now on, when I form a cloud over the earth and the rainbow appears in the cloud, I'll remember my covenant between me and you and everything living, that never again will floodwaters destroy all life. When the rainbow appears in the cloud, I'll see it. And remember the eternal covenant between God and everything living, every last living creature on earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I've set up between me and everything living on the earth. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. We say, gracias a Dios. Thanks be to God. Well, happy Wednesday, dear friend. I just got an update on baby Ivy Escamilla that she underwent her second open heart surgery in four months, poor baby and was resting comfortably. Beyond that, I have no information. Let's continue to pray for this little 22-month-old baby that this be what she needs. May God's divine healing be on her and God's comfort be with her parents. What do you think about when you think about rainy days? Have a favorite childhood memory of rainy days with my grandma, Momo, as I called her, Petra Valverde. She was my dad's mom. She lived in a home right behind us, and uh, she loved the rain, and that love spread to me, and I loved the rain. It seemed that every time it rained, kittens would appear under her porch. Now, we're talking newborn kittens that we would dry off with a towel, and to this day, I can't remember what became of those kittens. I just know that we didn't have kittens in my house. I think they would wander off to wherever mom or dad had brought them. And uh, But that was a memory, that rain would bring kittens. And I was allowed to play in the in the rain. Rainwater runoff on our front street, and I generally love, and to this day love, rainy days. Now today's passage takes us best known of all rainy days as we find it in the Bible. Now we're talking a little bit after the rainy days. Uh, it was the result of the flood that destroyed every living person on earth. But it was God speaking to Noah about the post-rain sign of a rainbow as a sign of a covenant. And a covenant that says, and I'm quoting, that never again will everything living be destroyed 
by floodwaters. No, never again will a flood destroy the earth. Closing the quotes. The original Bible has a, a bow, like a bow and arrow, as a sign of God's mighty power backing this covenant. Now, this is a covenant beyond our imagination. It was not a punishment, but it was a sign of hope and a fresh start. This made me think about the day I was to preach for the first time to be graded for my preaching class in seminary. It rained, and I wondered aloud to my professor as we were both walking into the chapel, wondering, is this an omen? <laughs> and I thank God I had such a godly, wise man as my preaching professor, Grady Hart. Grady said, what, a washing of the earth, a cleansing, a sign of newness and renewal? Boom. <laughs> he got me. I was looking for a way out. Dr. Hardin was showing me the way in. <laughs> I thank God again for that gentleman of faith, for he helped me prepare to preach. He took away the jitters I was having at that time. Not that I am completely rid of them now, I'm not. I should note that this was the day before cameras were available on cell phones. What we had was this huge broadcast quality camera there in Perkins Chapel. Playback was on this black and white huge, I think it was called a U-Matic machine. And the playback was on what had to be one of the world's largest monitors, black and white monitors I had ever seen. And the professor and the student that preached would sit together and watch the sermon. So that meant up in the sky, God placed a rainbow. Ah, rainbows, we could spend the rest of the time ooing and aahing about rainbows that we've seen in our lifetime, and they never tire me out. I am always fascinated by rainbows. There's nothing like a complete rainbow, one whose start and end you can see, and yes, you wonder, or you used to wonder if indeed you could get to the end of that rainbow and find that pot of gold that Leprechaun said would be there. But for this passage, know this, the rainbow signifies more than just aesthetics. It represents reconciliation between us and God, reminding us that even after broken promises or mistakes, hear this, after broken promises or mistakes on our part, God offers forgiveness and a chance to rebuild. It speaks of resilience, reminding us that life will bring storms, but we can weather them and emerge stronger if we but trust in God. We can enjoy the beauty of the rainbow, but we also can think of the awesomeness of God's love for you and for me. Now, this rainbow came after a devastating flood. Let's not forget that the flood killed off all humanity, save for eight people. And that was known as family. While the literal flood recedes, the passage invites us to reflect on personal floods that we face, setbacks, losses, feelings of being overwhelmed, it offers to us, friends, a message of solace, reminding us that even in the midst of personal storms, God's promise of hope stands firm. Like a rainbow bridging dark clouds with sunshine, God's presence shines through, offering comfort and the promise of brighter days. But God wanted a positive and loving response from us, from humanity, to this new covenant. Now, this covenant isn't a passive promise. It calls for action. We're invited to live in a way that honors God's creation, respecting all living things and nurturing the fragile beauty of our world. It's a call to be bearers of hope, radiating compassion and reminding others of the promise etched in the sky, even when our own storms rage on.
Let's pray. Loving God, thank you for your enduring covenant, painted in rainbows and whispered in moments of grace. When storms threaten to drown us in despair, remind us of your unwavering promise. Remind us the strength to to weather our personal floods and the courage to be instrument of hope, reflecting your love and reminding others of the rainbow that shines beyond the rain. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Dear friend, have a great blessed day in the Lord. Here's your call to action. Remember, even amidst the grayest clouds, hope remains like a vibrant rainbow waiting to be discovered. Be a beacon of that hope, reminding yourself and others that even after the storm, the sun will rise again. I love you and I thank God for you. This has blessed you. Pass it on. Push all the buttons there to help the metrics of this ministry that we will truly win the world for Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Happy Valentine's Day again. I love you. Amen.